Okay, hi guys, uh, welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman, a podcast that is best listened to out of sequence and whilst being zapped by a testicle. I'm Ian Whittington, and joining me as always is, yeah that's funny, you can laugh. Um, Yay! Uh, I'm Ian Whittington and joining me as always is the resplendent Sean Ferrick. That is a very, very nice description, complete and utter falsities, but I really appreciate it. Well, we're not doing any videos until a few weeks down the line, so for now, you've got about two, three weeks to become resplendent. Um, well, you can do that. I can make it happen. Well, I was yeah. going to go with that, or wearing a lovely number of Primark by Next, something like that, but resplendent was kinder. All right, with well that, by the way, Primark or Next, we'd love a sponsorship deal, if you wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, any anytime you want. I mean, we're not fussy at this point. Um, yeah. So, okay, cool. Let's crack on. Um, I promise, and I solemnly swear, we will not go on for two hours this week. Um, yeah, unless you liked that, in which case, here's looking at the next three hours of content. Excellent. Cool. I make no such promise, and therefore I am not breaking my word if we go over that length. But to be honest, I think we can we can get this done about now. Um I mean, the prestige wins. And I completely disagree. Memento wins. Okay, okay. you got that to look forward to. Okay, should we do some news? Yes, news. Let's do the news. Let's do the thing. So, um, because this entire podcast is basically dedicated to Christopher Nolan, should we do... Should we do... Should we do... Should we do Tenet? Should we, should we I think, like, you know, may, maybe we should, what, like, mention, like, what Tenet is the initial reviews. I'm sorry, I will not what do that What are you again. doing? Yeah, that's, that's... I mean, I was, I was spot on. I don't know what you just did, other than offend everyone. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the, the first reviews-ish, the critics' reviews are in. Mm. Well, we've seen a few. Um, uh, it's not immediately praise, is it? No, it doesn't look... So, there was... So, the fir- actually, the very first review that came up, which I shared with you uh, this morning, uh, we're recording this over the weekend, uh, it was, like, one-star review. And which it was like, weird. this is... It, yeah, it was like, this is an incomprehensible mess, um, not loving it at all. And I was like, I just wish it hadn't been the first review yeah. I'd seen. But is it incomprehensible because you can't comprehend it or because you can't comprehend mm. it? Um, I've, this has got Inception just slapped all over it. You're going to have to watch it 17 times, um, which is great. If it's a good movie, then you don't mind watching it 17 times because you can watch it superficially. And then appreciate the details as it goes on. Um, uh, that that's what Tenet's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be entertaining. Like, I obviously. think so. Like I think, uh, whatever about the grand scale of cinema, like oh, you should always watch a film more than once. So much work went into it. Whatever. Like you don't owe the filmmakers anything. But at the same time, if a film has got rewatch value, that's not a negative. You know, Inception has rewatch value, and yes, you pick up things um, on second watch, on third watch. There are some movies out there that. Nope. You get it all on first watch. It doesn't need yeah. to be watched again. So, so hearing that it was incomprehensible, obviously that is a negative spin on something. But hearing something is dense or, you know, there's a lot to unpack. Unpack? Yeah. Sorry. Unpack. I don't know what, yeah. that, that doesn't put me off. It just makes me aware of like, all right, listen, eyes and ears open going into this thing now. Yeah, absolutely. But I, th- I think Washington is going to be brilliant to watch. Um, um, man, Batman. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Robert Pattinson. There we go. The, the artist formerly yeah. known as pa- um, Pattinson. Um, yeah, exactly. yeah. I think he's going to be great in it. I, I, visually, you know, it's going to be good to watch. I think the sound's going to be great. Mm. I can't. I just can't imagine Nolan doing a bad job on a film like this. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe with the critics, the expectations were 
let's have another Inception. And maybe it's just, maybe it's brilliant. It's just not Inception. And like, I think we said as well, that's, that's not so much a criticism as it is, you know, Inception is entirely, it's its own genre nearly to say something is not as good as Inception. It's like, that's, that's not an insult. That doesn't tell me a lot. That that tells me that it's in 99% of films. It doesn't tell me much else. Um, and I think I, I do wish you you almost took the director out of it and just watch the film and maybe they are doing this, but watch the film without those blinkers on. Um, I think mm. Empire liked it, didn't they? That was the they did. I read. So that's the other thing. So there, there's many other reviews, and I've been trying to be careful because I don't want to see any spoilers, of course. No. But a lot of them are you were looking four stars, three and a half, four, you know, and that's 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 quite positive. I tend to. I've been a reader for Empire for, for years. I like their reviews, and I, I have found myself many times agreeing mm. with the way they review films. Uh, Roger Ebert, who I mentioned last week, obviously yeah. the, the business Roger Ebert now. Um, I, again, I, I I don't always agree with those reviews, but three and a half stars, I think, is a, is a solid, solid yeah, review. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I feel sorry for the film itself. It's like, He's just going to get compared to Inception, isn't it? Even though he's done plenty of... Dunkirk didn't, but it's it's, it's kind of marketed itself as in the Inception universe, isn't it? Yeah, actually, so yes, I'm pretty mis- sure, yeah. Maybe that was a mistake, but we will see. Yes. We will see. Um, so the I... intention is to do a bit of a, a review episode on that as a, as a bonus bit of content for everyone. Um, probably about to do a half an hour review on it pretty soon to when it lands. Um, and I promise not to be biased. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you will either get half an hour of praise or half an hour of crushing depression. Yeah, but, basically, uh, yeah. Um, and it might be the last thing I ever record. <laughs> um, cool. So speaking of DC, <laughs> so yes, it's been a big weekend. Just a little bit. So DC did this. Um, now I keep calling it the Thunderdome, and I spent ten minutes searching for DC in the Thunderdome, and guess what? Nothing really came up. It's the Fan Dome. Funny that, isn't it? I don't know why I'm probably missing something because I haven't read every single comic back to front. Is fandom a specific DC thing? I don't know. Other than they just really like fandom. I yeah I I think it's just because they like fandom and I think it actually is a nod to Thunderdome. If I'm wrong, please let us know. Yeah, um, DC, get in touch. We'll get you on the show. You can yeah. defend your weekend. It's fine. We'll um yeah the 24 people that are listening will um gladly chip in. So, yeah, tons of stuff was announced. And you know what? It wasn't all dark and depressing. Um, however, we are going to start with something dark and depressing. The Snyder Cut. Um, the the mythical the mythical Snyder, Snyder Cut. Um, which, cool, great, so, hallelujah, it's here. Okay, right. <laughs> so, I, um, when I when I went to see the, the Whedon Cut, I suppose it'll be called, um, I, I mean... I had no expectations and I was still disappointed. Okay. Oh, 100%. Batman Batman versus Superman guaranteed that you were going to probably you were probably going to see a film that was better than you expected because you were expecting it to be shit. Yeah. And it just it just was unfortunately it was it was woeful and the this as you said the the myth of the Snyder cut has been going for so long. I mean, obviously we'll have to we'll have to see and based on the footage there's always there's a lot to see. I mean, I know they've they've, they've it's like four hours. It's it's going to be screened on HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, I think they're splitting it up into chapters as opposed to one four hour block. And um, that's cool. Look, I'm here for that. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, I'll but watch it. Hundred percent. What remains to be seen is, was any of it worth it? 
and I and hope so because there's some good actors. There is some good performances. Well, there 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 might be even more good performances that we have yet as 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 exactly. of yet not yeah. seen. Um, and I, I like that. Obviously, what well, the the whole the world knows that Superman is back. So I love that they've just like no no from the first moment. Just, like, that was uh, a mistake. Yeah, that was silly. You, like, you've put him on the front of your poster, so yeah, we know he's back. So don't bury the lead. Like don't yeah. you're not you're not a Sham- Shyamalan film, so don't try and hide the twist. Just own it. Um, um, again, I, I, I'll watch it. I'm sure I get most 90% of filmmaking is in the editing so I'm sure there's a good film in there but have they found it or four hours just sounds like we're not going to edit a single damn thing and just show you all of the footage you'd be wor- you would be worried about that a bit I when we when we saw uh, Batman v Superman and um, obviously this was Zack Snyder's second Superman film if you like I remember thinking this man is a stunning visual director like he 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 Absolutely. makes beautiful beautiful pictures yeah but with bvs i thought it was all surface it was and the bits that tried to be deeper were just too too pondersome and the pacing's all over the place so you're just like get on with it we get it batman you're sad we get it superman you're sad we get it lex you're insane like mm. it's so it is a, it's a really difficult watch um the bits that stand out, but it is, it's tough. And to be fair, I'm, I don't think this is the Snyder Cut because he wasn't going to release a four-hour film in the cinema, was he? I, I no. would like to see the two-and-a-half-hour film he was going to make. I don't see how this four-hour... Everything that Snyder did, which must have some weed in it, it is the Snyder Cut. I don't know. Well, apparently... Now, obviously, we don't know until we're in the editing room, but... Uh, Snyder has released a statement to say that he will not use one second of footage from or one line of dialogue, but something at that kind of statement yeah. of the Whedon material, because right. he said something like it makes absolutely no sense. Now, um, I don't know. Maybe that is a, a swing and a dig at yeah. Whedon. Um, it Perhaps. could be that. I mean, I, th- oh, no, I think it's been pretty much established now that uh, you know Whedon's Justice League and Snyder's Justice League are two completely different films featuring the same cast. Yeah, 100%, which is easy to do. You've got two different visions, haven't you? Um, hmm. There's a very good reason why Whedon did Avengers so well, because it is a different... It, I think that it matches the Marvel tone and the jokey tone a lot more than DC, which was deliberately going for the other end of the spectrum. Um, yeah. So, yeah, great. I think to summarise, cool. Also, I hate that they put Hallelujah to the bloody... Awful. Tra- it... It looks... Does anyone else agree? Like, it looks wrong. It doesn't feel right. It's not... It it doesn't match what's going on. It's just like, here's the trailer and here's a song. Copy, let's drag and drop that on there. Cool. As I said to you before we started recording this, the only reason that I can see for that to be there is because it's like, hey, remember Watchmen? That was a good film, wasn't it? You kind of liked that. That that got some acclaim. And the TV series, you got... Yeah, that did well. Um, I'm really hoping it's just a hallelujah, we got the Snyder Cut, woo! But if you're going to make that joke, there are definitely better songs to, to do it with. Um, I can't think of any right. I know you lost and found by Feeder. Perhaps that would be, yeah, that would probably suit better. Um, so, um, yeah, that's enough about the Snyder Cut. I think, ironically, we could go on for about four hours on that one. Yeah. Um, so a few other things were announced. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, probably a big one. Um, uh 
looks fine. Yeah, ag- agreed. Should we, should we move on? Um, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I, I love Wonder Woman. I, it's brilliant. I'm not hot on Cheetah, and I'm the end of the trailer. It sounds. I don't think CGI Cheetah is going to be in a lot of the film. I think it's going to be in the final scene. But man, cool. They hired the same person from Cats, didn't they? That's, Obviously, that's before Cats came out. <laughs> Like that, but that's the problem. We, we we are now living in a post cats world. Yep. To have any CGI, cat. I mean, quite frankly, another trailer we'll discuss in a second is going to be in some way compared to CGI cats, and that isn't even a CGI cat person. I, I've said too much. We'll get to that now in a second. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good. Because I don't it, know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what is going on? Looks what? fine. Uh, I am. Oh, no, I'm no, here no, for no, that no, cast. Sorry. I'm here yeah. for that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here Actually, for that cast. I, I think it, we don't need. We didn't need Chris Pine's character, whatever his name is. Um, Steve Trevor. We need Chris Pine. We don't need Steve. And I think that's what happened on the writing room. Was how do we get Chris Pine back into it? Well, we're getting him back into it, but it, it's not going to make sense. But anyway, it it will be a film. We'll watch it. Um, she uses her lasso to jump through lightning. So I'm here for it. I love it. Yep. Um, Black Adam did a CGI comic book thing, which was pretty clever. Yeah, I'm. I love the fact that that's been confirmed forever, and uh, yet this is the first. It's about 1991, I think, with The I Rock. Think, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure before he was ever a wrestler, they were talking about casting <laughs> exactly. him. Exactly. But yeah, so like, I'm. I'm totally here. I. I like the black. I've read a bit of the Black Adam uh, Shazam comics. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, looks fine. I love The Rock. I've watched the what's it's off of him. Um, I almost feel like there's so much build up now that. He's got to be having stage fright, hasn't he? Of I've been pushing for this so hard. Oh bugger! They actually hired me to do it. Whoops! Mm-hmm. Now I have to deliver. So anyway, I, again, we'll watch it. We'll see it. I, I still want to know how this all fits into the DC EU. Is that still a thing? Gotcha. Yeah. Right, well, see, because Shazam does. It just doesn't talk about it. But if, no. uh, like that final scene in Shazam. It was brilliant. It was, uh, I love the way they did it. Um, yeah. C- considering they almost weren't going to do it because of everything. But, um, you know, uh, I lost my train of thought there. But Shazam, good film. I like the that they've brought in the magic element of the DC universe. Yeah. I'm um, here and it. they're almost tying in a bit of DCEU just in case they can pull it all back together. Yeah. Um, so I think, what else have we got? Justice, a couple of video games that came out. We won't go too deep into that because... Um, I had, I have, I've only seen a little bit of gameplay, but just give me more um, of the Arkham series, please. Um, and, and that's enough on that. Um, SSKJ? Oh, Suicide's Kill the Just- Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I can't read my own notes. Um, yeah, it looks fun. Um, the next Suicide Squad film looks fun. I'm sure it'll be good. I, I, I have a lot of faith in James Gunn. Yeah, um, I, I really I, do. Yeah. He's he's a very good filmmaker. Um, I uh, again will be funny. Yes. I like that they they seem to have kept, uh, with the exception of Will Smith, they've kept the best elements of that. Yes. I don't know. Do you want to call that a film? Uh, I the, mean, the it, first one. In in terms of it was filmed. Yeah. That is that is that is that is that is a true statement. Technically. Um, yeah. So we buried the lead here. Um, we've saved the best to last, even though we've run a bit long on the news. But it's not every day that DC unloads its mm. load onto us. Via the internet, that was gross. Um, oh, wow. But Batman, um, the Batman, sorry, the Batman. 
Oh man, do I like this trailer. It looks really, really good. It, it looks like every other Batman trailer we've ever had, but that's fine, because every other Batman trailer we've ever had is awesome. Do, do you know what it's, it sort of struck me as? And I, I don't know if you felt this as well. Um, it, particularly in the design of the Batman, not so much what was going on around him, but I got Burton vibes. I got, obviously yeah. there was Nolan vibes in terms of it's the armor and, you know, that that, that sort of, but I, I don't know, I, I just got real kind of, yeah, I got, I got some More. Batman 89, Batman Returns yeah, vibe it, off it. It's not, so you say about the armor, but his outfit it is like, so by the Dark Knight Rises, surprise, we're, we're talking about the Dark Knight Rises again. Uh, friends it's a, of the it's a law. Um, he was just tactical armor, whereas this is a little bit more homemade. Um, but it's it, oh, it's oh, it got me in the good places. It's like yeah. the the action, the 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 beat down that doesn't stop. Oh Usually, God, oh, in trailers it's punch, punch, punch to go with the music. This was punch, 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 crack, punch, 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 punch. It this guy obviously going. killed his dog. Yeah, like, he that's... pissed him off. Um, like I was, I, I, and and also I know obviously there is a, a, a love it or hated film with the Riddler in it, but love this it. is the first time obviously Sorry. we've we've had the uh, we've had the Riddler in this kind of what seems to be uh, mm-hmm. straight as an arrow. Serious, yeah. And yeah. I think that's the right choice. I think the Riddler is one of my favourite bad guys. I think he needs to be done properly, deserves to be done properly, and I oh, ooh, oh I've got so oh I've just. It gave me Batfleck vibes. So you know the warehouse scene where the probably the best bit of Batman footage put to film. And it, it's kind of got that vibe of not the shaky cam of Nolan, but proper, proper Batman beatdowns. Um, mm. Oh, I love it. 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 And you know what? I'm, no, carry, carry on. Cause I'll just no, I was just going to say, look, I'm really optimistic about this film. Um, I, we, 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 during our Dark Knight episode, we spoke before about, you know, the silliness of writing things off you know, long before you've ever seen anything. Yeah. I Robert Pattinson has proven himself as a really good actor. Absolutely. Um, he can do drama. And, and again, the cast is unbelievable for this film. I'm particularly looking forward to seeing Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Uh, so this Absolutely. was my like the terrible joke I was trying to make a, a minute ago, but we live in a post-cats world. Even she's <laughs> going to be compared to cats. It, it fell flat. But Only because I, I totally missed it. It's fine. But... You brought it in the, a cave from scraps. <laughs> oh, stains. Um, one thing I will say that any film that does this runs risk is that there's a lot going on in this film. You've got Batman, Catwoman, Riddler. I think Penguin has been confirmed for it as well. Yeah, I, I um, don't want the Spider-Man 3 multi-bad guy yeah. problem. But so I'm optimistic. We just want to let it be what it will be. And I, I do like that they've acknowledged the, the black eye makeup. So, yeah. Every Batman film, he's got the cowl on. How are his eyes black? Well, it's obviously makeup, but you don't see it. And it, I couldn't even judge it for being a little bit emo-y with the eyeshadow because no, it's functional. Exactly, he's, it's the cowl. You need it. You need it. Um, there was there, there's one last bit of news that I could think of. Um, just over the weekend, I think it got snuck out there that Ben Affleck has been confirmed for the Flash film. Yeah, that, which is interesting because he swore uh, he was never going to do it again. But so I, I don't know what they did it. to get him back. I'm delighted. Yeah, I am delighted. Um, and apparently, it's a substantial role. Like he will be something of the emotional heart because obviously, as we know as well, Michael Keaton has been confirmed for the Flash movie. Um, I think this is going to it's it's going to be Flashpoint. It's going to be let's reset the DCEU. We'll keep the bits we like. Yep. 
I and think, totally here for that. And you know what? I think that's quite smart. I think that's the way to do it. Um, oh man, can you imagine if they got Bale as well? They just get a ton of Batman's Batman. Um, get it on. Like get George Clooney in as well. Acknowledge that that was a different universe. Um, yeah. Anything's possible. I love it. Um, I think that's it. Wow. This episode sponsored by the DCEU. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Free. We're here for it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's do it. Right. Okay. Should we get into the episode? He says half an hour in. Let, let's review some. Let's let's review and compare. So yeah, we'll move swiftly on. So we're going to continue our run of. Um, judging, not judging, that's the wrong word, comparing and contrasting Christopher Nolan's filmography. Um, and by filmography, I don't mean every film he's ever done, because I looked into that, and it's more than we thought. Um, in terms of directing, it's pretty much what we thought, but he's done all sorts. Like, there's some unreleased hmm. stuff as well. I think, I think the uh, of, say, the director credits, I think the only one I haven't seen at this point is following which was yeah, quite an early one. I and think. he's not even... So yeah, he is a director, but before that, we've got something called Doodlebug, and then Fearville, Larceny, and Tarantella. Yeah. Now, weirdly, Tarantella I've heard of, but I have no idea in what context, and I couldn't have seen it because it's never been released. Great. Um, similar, that, sorry, that you mentioned Doodlebug. Apparently, um, in my research for Memento, the, the DVD, the cover image of the, the Polaroid pictures going back, that apparently is a callback to Doodlebug. Oh, uh, interesting. Now, unfortunately, I don't have the exact example, but yes, so there is. He does like to bring uh, either homages or, or something from yeah, previous that, works yeah. well, onwards. Listeners, your homework is to research the thing that Sean couldn't be bothered to look at. Um, so that's cool. So last week we did um, The Prestige, no we didn't, absolutely not We did Inception versus The Dark Knight Very succinctly And um, I don't know whether to tell him about the peek behind the curtain That the episode was so long We almost re-recorded it Um, But yeah Looking back, we we liked it We thought it was quite a good discussion We we did, I think we agreed since that Right, it might have been a wee bit long, but it was just there's just so much to discuss biggest, on both of those films. The two, arguably the two biggest Nolan films, deliberately to cause a bit of debate. But yeah, that was that was ambitious, and I haven't told you this yet actually. But if we did re-record, I was going to change my mind. Um, I I still feel dirty. Oh. I don't I don't like the. It's fine that it's on record. The Dark Knight wins, but yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, I. I understand. I understand. I think, yeah, uh, quick recap. Last um, time on the podcast. So, in Inception... V- apps, <laughs> really? That's your trailer voice? Um, Sidebar. <laughs> uh, in Inception versus Dark Knight, we, we picked Dark Knight not without reluctance, because they're both excellent films. But, uh, so, at the current standings, moving on to the next round, the Dark Knight is through. Inception, great as it is was knocked out first yep. out of all of his films, which is a terrible honor to have. <laughs> the first, but the first has of that the honor. losers. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, we'll never talk about it again on the podcast ever. It's dead to us. Yeah, exactly. What, what so is... this week we are mm. taking two pretty big hitters, actually. Not quite as big as last week, but we're going to be taking The Prestige and Memento. These are both okay. Now, this is. It sounds like I'm about to pass judgment or have one executed. These are both ex- excellent films. They're both uh, very, very well made. I we we have already mentioned that we both have our own personal favorite. They are. We are not agreeing at the start of this episode, so we're going to see how we get on as this episode goes. See I'm if very one can convince the other. I'm tempted just to dive straight in with arguing with each other. 
to be completely honest, um, and just why we love, why we've picked our pick, because I think we, we've showed our hand a bit that I, I, I love both films, but I think The Prestige wins. Um, so I watched both of these over the last week. Um, I think that's the best way to do it. Um, I think if you cram it into, um, well, I don't know, three or four hours, I don't think you can fully digest and appreciate them. Um, what do you think, Sean? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I completely disagree <laughs> because we're recording this at six o'clock on a Sunday and I started my marathon at 12 o'clock today. Well, who's and, to blame? Yeah. Listen. Sounds like a you problem. Um, sounds awfully like a YP, yo problem. Um, no, I am I am entirely confident in my choice. I'm, I, we, 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 will do, we will do the argument on it. I am, I'm confident for, oddly... Oddly, right, so here's my first point. Right, between the two, The Prestige is a beautiful film, oh, first absolutely. of all. is uh, absolutely gorgeous. It's Imagery is stunning. Yeah, like, absolutely no failing on that. Acting, superb. Um, and the story itself is brilliant. And even, right, so it's based on the 95 novel Correct. by Christopher Priest. And, but it's not a direct adaptation. So I, like, it ha- it, there is originality in it, as opposed to Memento, which is Once entirely again, Nolan ripping original. people off. Uh, Batman, the chap that wrote the book. No, no creativity, <laughs> that man. That's Just it. That's it. Absolute garbage fire. <laughs> but Memento is a deeper I, piece of work. I disagree than the Prestige and it, Yeah, no, totally disagree. However, it's, I'm going to start my um, defense of Prestige with a negative. Stop opening your movie with the end of your movie this is a running theme stop it stop it stop it unless you're chris nolan in which case i quite like it and i don't think this works as well as inception so michael no i think it works just as well as inception because so we're gonna if you haven't seen either films we're gonna jump about quite a bit we're not gonna apologize for that stop watch the films come back cool we're good done we'll give you a pause right we're back on cool and and just to jump in but also completely agree is that these are films that it would be very very difficult not to jump around while discussing particularly these two films Nolan says yeah cool how you make films A to B to C I'm not going to do that that's that's boring I'm just going to literally throw the scenes up in the air and wherever they land that's how we're going to film it a to B to twelve exactly. to Lambda. Different alphabets entirely. <laughs> but the I, it, oh, so yeah, it does. I've said this before. It frustrates me when you open the movie with the end because I'm constantly thinking, right? Well, when do we get to the end and what's happening now? But the Prestige does it just like Inception really, really well because the trick with the bird that if you know what you're looking for, which there's no way you could, is the the trick. It's the Tesla trick. So. It's the, the the Tesla coil which creates the duplicate. To create the duplicate, you kill the original, which is exactly what he does with the bird trick. Every time a bird gets killed, a new one appears. In the next trick, you could say that bird then goes into the cage. It gives away the ending in a way that it couldn't possibly give away the ending because you, you couldn't make that leap. Um, just, oh, he knows how to do foreshadowing, doesn't he? And do, do you know what I... I remember the first time... I've seen The Prestige more times than I've seen Memento. I've seen Memento twice, and I've seen The Prestige, I think, four times since it was released. And I think only today I've settled on 100% that, again, 
massive, massive spoiler. If you haven't seen The Prestige, please stop now. Okay. <laughs> Today, I've settled on the fact that the Robert Ain Angier at the chronological start of the film is not the Robert Angier in the storyline end of the film. And that took me a Absolutely. long time to actually not not accept. <laughs> I didn't fight with the idea, but because it was just like, well, hang on, but but he couldn't have Absolutely, moved. Absolutely, that's it. But it, and it's also the not thing, isn't it? So there's this whole thing where Hugh Jackman can't. I am rubbish at remembering, remembering characters' names. Hugh Jackman can't. What's torturing him is that Christian Bale must know what knot he tied, but genuinely he doesn't because he didn't do it. It was it was the twin, the twin that did it. He tied the knot or the wrong knot. So that, now uh, I um, did my homework and I wrote down the names. So uh, right, okay, good. I mean, yeah, it's easy when it's about you talking all right, about it half an hour after you've seen it. Good. Well, just you know, oh, prepared good, for the good, podcast, good. Right, but well, no, we've got it's the final episode of the Englishman and the Irishman. Hugh Jackman is. I hope everybody enjoyed it throughout the time. Now, yeah, Robert Anger is uh, the Hugh Jackman's character, and we've got Alfred Borden is one of Christian yeah, Bale's exactly. characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so I did. A, um, I did do some research. Uh, thanks. And I was reading something, and it said when Alfred is in prison, <laughs> and I was like, when does Alfred go to prison? I don't. When was that part of Joker's plan? Because obviously Michael Caine, I'm thinking, oh shit, no, it's Christian Bale. Whoops. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just vamp or you take a drink. That's fine. <laughs> you, you good? What? I, 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 I'm, I'm letting you talk. I'm just drinking in my uh, confidence that I'm going to win. Um, cool. So, other good things I've got to say about... Oh man, just the prestige. Like, it's the cast. Just everybody. David Bowie taken oh. way, way, way too soon. And I think Tesla, more than anything, yeah. more than Labyrinth, was the character he was born to play. He, you, He's enjoying it. He absolutely loves being Tesla. Absolutely. I, I love... I think, I think one of my favourite lines of the film, it's not spoken by him, but spoken about him, is that this machine wasn't built by a magician. It was absolutely. built by a wizard. Yeah. And that is just... Lo- that, I love that line. Well, they bring it up in Star Trek, who watches The Watchers. I mean, we did quite well there, 12 minutes and 15 seconds before we mentioned Star Trek. But anything magic... Well, anything... Yeah, science to a caveman is magic, isn't it? That's You show them a tricorder, that's magic. Yeah. In the 24th century, it's a, it's a scanning device. It's easy. But that's... The setting of this well, film well, it, is so clever, because... Magic was established, but they hadn't seen all of the tricks. I think nowadays we are so cynical that you couldn't get away with most of this, especially on television, because you'd just be like, well, yeah, editing. Well, that that's completely to agree with you there. You're, you're dead right. Like, the magic, even if you take the magic of cinema as a medium, so if you take the early films, like the, you know, say 19, the early 1900s to maybe 19... 30s, 40s, I'm talking before now, the big rise in, obviously CGI itself didn't come along until the 80s, yeah. but special effects. And just the idea of, first well, of all, the moving train. pictures the train movie, was something... The one that, have I just stolen your thunder? Exactly. Well, well, no, but it, it, it's but it's very much related to that. It's this idea of that was magic to the yeah, people, people in that, that theatre, that, that, that cinema. Movie, it's a train coming towards the screen. People lost their shit, and they were just like hitting the deck. I mean, I wasn't there. That could be a myth, but you totally believe it. 
But you, but you would. So the the structure of this film is a three act piece itself, and it's made to resemble a, a magic trick. Now, that's something that you will experience it on first watch, you but you won't know that you've like experienced it. Yeah. it. All right. And then now on rewatch, you go, all right, here is... Is it is it the show, Absolutely. the turn, and the prestige? So to go back to your point about starting yep. at the end, th- well, that is the show because you don't Absolutely. know what That's you're it. watching. You don't know that the, the bird trick is... Well, you don't know. You've got no context for what Michael Caine is doing with the little girl anything just establish it or why there's a lot of top hats in a field on that point oh man top hats in the field i didn't i remember the first time i watched it i didn't get that until it wasn't even a scene that i'd remembered it's just like inception with you you then realize oh we've seen this before it's brilliant but on on the topic of um on the not the hats what's the other thing Uh, christian bale why is michael Caine doing this for christian bale uh, no, end, sorry. Oh, right. He reunites okay. him with his daughter. No, well, because it's not his daughter, it's the twins' daughter. But so the way I understand it is that uh, Michael Caine has become so horrified with what he's learned about mm. uh, Angier's plan, Angier's obsession to take down Borden, that he's uh, Angier has completely alienated him, and so to get back at what he sees as the horror of Angier's plan, the very least he could do is help the man that Angier ended up. Yeah, I, mean, I get wronging. it. I get it. However, I mean, we're, we're, this is a different debate, but he killed his wife. So this this film is about one-upmanship. They've they've got to better the other guy, and it starts because he killed Hugh Jackman's wife, which is fine. Be angry at that. Sure, but I mean, I've always seen that as an accident, and it was and because she gives him the nod. Just before she gets raised up into the the tank, still did. Oh yeah, sorry. No, he is responsible, but in a manslaughter way as opposed to a murder way. And there, there is, is a big. But I difference. don't think there's a big difference to the husband. I, I don't think you give a damn. I think you you had some part to play in my wife's death. It is now my mission. Not right. Move on. Move on and enjoy your life. But I understand his motivation. Oh no. I- Oh no, I agree, but were we not talking about yeah, so uh, this is what Michael I'm saying. Didn't Michael Caine with that yeah. more than alright, yeah, he lost a couple of fingers, he lost his wife. Um, but he then became a mass murderer. <laughs> oh yeah, well you well, no actually, he's only killed one person. Oh, that's Every actually a hundred percent one true. person. Yep. That's one thing then that is it's a great line, but it's a bit confusing. That fear every night of not knowing if you'll be the one in the box or the one on the balcony. So well, surely a, there is only a thing, isn't it? Because you're both. You you kind of you're the same person. So you can you could kind of wake up in the middle of the night and think, hang on a minute, which side of this am I on? Because yeah, you instantly die, but you're still. I wonder if any memories kind of carry over because there it is an exact duplicate. So you, you'd remember all the other times this has happened. I, it's baffling that that. Well, that's that, that it deep is, amount of that's a deep, deep sci-fi topic in what is a very realistic movie. Other than all of the electrical fireworks, it's amazing that we let him get away with that. Well, well, that's it. So the the great film critic Roger Ebert, I will refer a lot to him. I love his stuff, but he his one complaint about the Prestige. I'm not saying it's fair, but his complaint was 
I love a good sci-fi. Just tell me it's going to be a sci-fi. So he he didn't appreciate that at the end it, it became a sci-fi a film, and it's something I don't want to acknowledge. But it it certainly <laughs> no, I'm, it's fine. It can still win with its flaws. It will still win with its flaws. Um, but it is, and it's it's not even the third act. It is the eighth, eight out of ten. It is quite towards the end that this turns into hard science fiction. Um, and yeah, it is kind of like, oh well, it's not magic anymore, is it? It's it's now sci-fi. But that I then, I suppose to give it to give it a a break, if you like, it still is magic, but it it's it concretes the fact that science is magic when you don't so understand listeners, the science. What you'll cleverly see I did there and it, it, is bring up a negative point and actually get Sean to defend my side of the argument. <laughs> Absolutely, because I feel no. See, this 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 was a hard one because I we said this before. I think going into these these or even the the Christopher Nolan filmography, the Prestige was yeah. always going to do quite well. It is a fantastic film. It is it is very very well made, and also it's relatively it's one of his early ones. It was released bef- after uh, before Begins. Dark Knight, yeah. but after I mean, a, Batman Begins. The man was on a run. That is an insane run of movies. <sighs> He was actually. Do you know what? One one thing. I just uh, a slight apology for last week's episode. I think we might have right a little bit on too much on Dark Knight Rises, um, which I know we said we shouldn't devote any more time to Dark Knight Rises because he is an excellent filmmaker. So we just hold him to a higher regard. The Dark Knight Rises is a bl- fantastic film, and I think we kind of made it sound like you it was what? like ah, that's the other one. I haven't seen it in a long, long, long time. Not since it first released on Blu-ray. So. I think we should do a rewatch after all of this and maybe do like a mini episode just hashing it out ups and downs and, and where we land on it because I'm I am very negative about it as m- I love but stop reviewing the dark knight rises we, we, <laughs> oh, all right so spoiler for later we'll on we'll do a mini episode on that we'll, all right so grant so ch- tune into that one <laughs> right so so for the prestige these are um if I know it's only been Okay, it's been 20 years now. Uh, if you don't include following, but you yeah, do include okay. Memento. I say don't include following because it was one of the smaller... Uh, I don't know if it got as wide a release. So um, it's been 20 years and this yeah, is early absolutely. Nolan. Okay. Um, so obviously Tenet will, will be the most recent Nolan, but Tenet. But it's done... Am I right to say Dunkirk is the, the second then Tenet, most yeah. recent Nolan film? Yeah. And you can see, even in this body of films, just what um, what a growth he's done. And I would say that I prefer early to mid. Totally agree, Nolan. If you, um, yeah. So the Prestige, because you're not expect. He does have tropes. That's not a bad thing. Every director has tropes. Every filmmaker has tropes. Yeah, starting and- film with the ending. That yeah, you are hundred percent on the money there. He is well. I mean, Dunkirk sort yeah, of takes the pace out of that over, one because it's all like... over continuity. <laughs> I mean, I, that is one detraction I will say about <laughs> Nolan's films is it is almost impossible to watch it at the cinema. So you can switch your brain off and take in the music, mm. the atmosphere, the adventure, but you're not going to get it on the first watch. It is two, three, four times for probably every film other than. The Batman films. I think the Batman films you can do that, but all of all of his, yeah. let's say, originals, you've you've got to do multiple watches. 
yes, I, I totally agree with that. And actually, with maybe the exception of Inception, these two films <laughs> are broke my the brain. absolute... Uh, these two films are the the top of the pillar when it comes to I mean this is maybe a bad way to describe it but you couldn't watch these two locked and really get what's going on because you need to be able to be following the film to see the clues to see the twists and the turns and that's good Um, cinema because it should be rewatchable it it absolutely like you've put too much effort into it for it to be a one and done I think I I said this all up when I was rewatching it an hour ago. No, but when I when I was rewatching, I I texted you halfway through and I said knowing the ending actually for me improves my totally watching experience agree. of the Absolutely Prestige. Agree. It really really does because I I love a big turn at the end where it goes, "Oh my god." But if you then can't watch the film because you know what the turn's going to be, it's it you're not going to stick it on as much, are you? But there's there's so much in this film to enjoy to enjoy knowing every facet of it as well um, and there's more Christian Bale stuff to pick up on um, it's, you're, you're mm. absolutely right there's a level of difficulty with these films that warrant it scoring extra points I, I made the Olympics reference last week I think it's it, if it was a straightforward A to B film cool but this executes a complicated structure in a way that you can still you still appreciate the movie even Memento I can not as much I don't it, it, that is harder to follow but it's still watchable. It's still it's still a watchable film. <laughs> I'm glad you think Memento Again, is watchable. That's, this is that's, me. That's good to hear. Christopher Nolan making one of the most difficult pieces of cinema in history. No, no, no. That's a, it's actually picking up exactly on that. Both of these now, it, the making of them not in any way to detract it, but the making of them is fine because you can decide today I'm making this or whatever watching it i mean even writing that i mean we're both to a certain extent we're both writers um and you know we understand that foreshadowing is hard to do right smacking you over the head without it it is so hard and to be honest he smacks us over the head with it but we just don't realize it that's good foreshadowing it is it is i like i'm trying to think There's, there's there's so many scenes in the prestige which you then learn of course, are foreshadowing or half of a scene that you yeah. then see the rest of later. That's Absolutely. something it does very well. Um, so there's just, I think, the, I know we haven't talked about Memento yet, but I think the Prestige does oh, no, yeah. themes better than Memento. So the the mirroring theme in in the Prestige is fantastic because mirrors are a massive, massive part of magic. It's always well, yeah, they do it with mirrors, and he. I, this has to be deliberate. He carries this through. Your two main characters, who I'm, whose names I'm still not going to get right, Argio and Christian Bale. Arthur, there we go. Good old Argio and Christian Bale. That's, that's, a, that's their I mean, given that's names. Weird. We got, but they oh, are. They would never admit <laughs> it, but they are mirrors of each other. They, their life is just probably because of each other. Tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. But they're both the same person. They both have to be the best. Um, and it, oh, he just does that theme so well without beating you over the head with it. Just for the uh, the benefit of everyone listening to this, I have just private messaged Ian the names of the two characters just so that going forward Excellent. it will All help. Written there is Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, though. That's fair enough. Uh, oh yeah, well, it's not my job <laughs> to teach you their characters' names. No. 
<laughs> no, but I think that is... I, I, I did... Now, I don't know what that says about both of us, but I did struggle the first time... I suppose this is true of any film that has many characters and also a lot going on plot-wise. I did struggle to go, hang on, who, who, who is who? Actually, I have a confession to make. Now, I have since rectified this, so I don't feel guilty anymore, but the first time I watched The Prestige, I watched the entire film, thought it was brilliant, stayed for the end credits, and I went, oh, David man. Bowie was in this? <laughs> you could be forgiven, because it is probably his most subdued, which is ironic considering the character that Tesla was, but it's probably his most subdued performance ever. And mm-hmm. he, he pulls a Hannibal Lecter and appears in about six minutes of the film. Um, it's ironic that I got Hannibal Lecter yeah. right and not Anthony Hopkins on that occasion. I kind of choose when I pick the character's name. <laughs> That's all right. That's good. No, that was... Um, I I think he was brilliant. Oh, sorry, yeah. I, I'm, I'm is, just gushing. Sorry, I, I don't have a point to make. I'm just gushing. In this. doesn't appear much, but he he's the true magician in the film because he's, he's the one that Angio yes. and... Um, Borden, thank you very much. Um, they don't know how he does the trick. It's they're the audience. They're completely stumped. Well, it's, uh, well, see, it like it isn't a trick, but it's just again, it's just he, yeah, he he is what this film is about. He can do something, yeah, and you don't know how he does it. And He's I kind a of hate that Michael Caine was accidentally right. He's like, it's a double. It's the only way you can do the trick. It's a double, and we're all just like, nah, it's not a double. You're wrong. Oh, it's a double. Technically, yes, it's a double. What is it they say? Sometimes the simplest answer is the answer. And just because they struggle with that, and we as the audience struggle with that so much, they go off and they just, you know, change the face of science forever because they couldn't accept the fact that Christian Bale had a double. And again, it's that mirror thing again. Christian Bale has a double. Hugh Jackman one-ups him and now has an infinite amount of doubles. It's... It's hard, like that that shot at the end. Do you know what I have? I have criticised Nolan in the past, the past episode two. Um, so yeah, yeah. For uh, for the record of this, uh, we we recorded the uh, previous episode five years ago, and uh, in, in the past, yeah. Um, sometimes he does show a little bit too much. I don't get that with the Prestige. The closing shot confirms mm-hmm. what what we already know, but it. Confirms yeah, it. it's cement. He doesn't Shyamalan right? it. Um, M. Night Shyamalan will he absolutely <laughs> will beat you over the head with it, and a lot of the time you can't then appreciate the film again. But it could it would have been so easy to put a birthmark a on one of the bales, like a little mole or or something that you then look through, and it, it's a bit of a giveaway. But he doesn't. He's confident enough that you don't need to do that. Mm. And you know, like I didn't. I was surprised. When when it's revealed that Fallon is um, you yeah. know Bale two, if you like, I was surprised. Um, now of course knowing it, you can see it's actually fairly good. You know disguise. You don't look at him and go, oh well, of course that's Christian Bale and a beard. Like you you don't have that feeling. It's still okay. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I see that that's Christian Bale, but only because I know yeah, that that's absolutely. Christian Bale. No, it's done so so well. Um, and I love. When oh man, I'm going to gush about a couple of moments that I love in the film. The, both times that they appear in each other's trick as a as a participant, and it's like you. I don't know what it is, but you immediately go, "Oh shit, this is going sideways. <laughs> this is really, really yes. going to go wrong." And it gets me both times. Like the second time, it's 
Is it Hugh? It's not Hugh Jackman that appears. It's no. Uh, it, it's it, that's what it is. It's because yes. Hugh, uh, Robert Anger arrives at Borden's one and yeah. ends up with him blowing his fingers off because that yes. then is the reveal when he that's arrives it. at Anger's one and oh that's a st- t- it's still an uncomfortable scene oh, to that's watch that poor scarring. woman that is oh, oh. And I watched it with I watched it with the other half male and she was like they're going to kill the bird they're going to kill the bird and I was like no 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 it's part of the trick the bird survives so she was right for the wrong reasons I was like no bird dies but shouldn't have done that is yeah. brutal and oh, and, oh the, the legs when he moves the bean bag Oh man! I mean, I didn't know they had big Ooh. bags in the eighteen nineteen hundreds, whenever it is. But the crunch, like I think Nolan does sound oh. really, really well, but upsettingly, upsettingly well. well. Cr- yes, you can't see it coming. You think, right? Well, he's going to mess with something. Didn't think it was going to be ah, broken leg time. And I think, I mean, I, I realize I'm I'm jumping straight to the end here. I think of the two of them, they're as bad as Absolutely. each other in their obsession, but. Borden doesn't take that final step, which is becoming a full-blown madman. Whereas Anger, and I think it's, be- it's I don't think it is, it's because Anger loses his wife. So to I, I, I agree, like, you know, well, why should we help uh, Borden? You know, he's responsible for the death of his wife. But Borden tried to save yeah, him. He, yeah, he did. I mean, you could argue Christian Bale really is the good guy at the at the end of this but because he doesn't really do much wrong does he he wants to be the best magician you can argue it's an accident that he kills his wife Uh, it's kind of just it's still one-upping isn't it Um, I think he's the recipient of more attacks he yes more directed attacks if you like I think he's certainly like he's not innocent but he takes more steps to beat Oh, excuse me, sorry. Anger takes more steps to beat Borden. Borden yeah, wants to be the better totally magician. Um, I think the only... I mean, the music in this film beats Memento all day long. It, the score is... Oh, I'll agree with that. Phenomenal. Sorry. It's so yeah. good. Um, um, final note, yeah. the Tesseract. I don't care if that's how Tesseracts... I know that's not how they look in the real world, but that is gorgeous and that is every it's like the opening it to a is. Doctor Who episode when you've got the ele- the lightning it's zapping him and he just walks away from it like it doesn't matter that is cool as balls quoting my notes directly cool as balls oh. absolutely yeah, cannot be described another way now you're dead right um, and I mean everything David yeah. Bowie did was cool as balls um, so obviously we're continuing we, we, we but to bring Memento into the into the conversation, if you like. I first of all I agree, and I don't mind saying that Prestige's score was better than Memento's because they were both written by David Julian. So you're already saying he's better than himself. <laughs> so that's fine. Sorry, so Memento. That is, has that is a, score. a nice criticism. Uh, well, I, I agree, and actually because uh, the, uh, the la- I last saw Memento in 2006. I actually because you know, I've only seen it once before, so I no, remember very little. Absolutely. I remember the the major plot beats. Yeah. So when you said to me earlier on, like, oh, there's no score, I took you at your word. So I was like, oh, yeah, grand, there's no score. And then I was watching it going, like, yeah, there kind of is. What, what I think more so, it's more noticeable in The Prestige, um, which I think it, it, it's a compliment, uh, is in he has improved. I think this composer, he created soundscapes more so than he created sound tracks. If you compare, say, to maybe, yeah. like, Hans Zimmer, 
obviously who you know did so many of the other ones you can hear even when he's not writing a melody there's still a lot of melodic elements to the dark knight score to inception interstellar all of that whereas with david julian he sort of you know you hit play on the movie you hit play on the score and you'd be forgiven for thinking you're listening to the same it note all the way to better, the end. It? It's not like different scenes. It's more of a, a gentle transition. Yeah, he's a he's he's a composer that, that that I know of. There's only three films that I know. I'm I'm sure now I'd, I'd leave after this and come back next week and after do we finish sure, talking about it, the Dark Knight Rises research. again, I'll I'll bring up. <laughs> well, absolutely. You're, you know, you're dead right. Let's talk about interrogating <laughs> oh, amnesia. Yeah, good. Uh, Thank or, you. Great. Thank yeah. you, Doctor Ferry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I tell you. Um, so, Memento is okay on the surface. Uh, Memento is a thriller film told in reverse, um, but it's also told in chronological order, depending on if you're watching in color yeah, and that or I in love. black and white. I, that was my anchor. Uh, it's meant yeah. to be your anchor. That's what I was holding on to. That ties the entire film together without being just. A narrator telling his son, "Oh yeah, this was an adventure." I mean, I don't know how he would remember any of this, but it could have almost been a, a narration to a family member, Bilbo style in uh, the the Hobbit. Um, but that, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome technique. Well, you could narrate it by telling yeah, tattoos all over yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, so, all right, I have okay. This this is my preferred of the two, but why? What do you feel? What did you not get from this film? Not about this film. What do you get, not get from this film that say it that the prestige so is so I far ahead? I think it's uh, well. I mean, I finally text you saying I love Memento. I think it's great, but it hasn't got the same prestige as the Prestige, and that sounds really snobby. But I just this almost feels like an indie movie. When you when you compare them side by side, Prestige is big budget blockbuster. Bam, it's a show. Memento, I really like, but it it feels a bit low budget, and I don't think it's aged very well. Well, I, I think actually, it looks nineties as books. Okay, I mean, that's I'll not fair. I'm comparing it to a period piece, which won't age. No, but that's okay. No, that's okay because. I, right, so to address your first point first, I, I agree with you completely that it's low budget, and, you know, it is. Um, originally, he wanted uh, Paranoid Android by Radiohead to play over the closing oh credits of the film, but they couldn't awesome. afford the royalties. So, so that's, that's, this, is, this yeah. is the stage of Nolan we're talking. Now, you know, Christopher Nolan's attached to a film. Oh, it's I see. Do, do, Get go, the go, money, money printer Bono, going you can there, do would it. you? No, I don't want Bono. Nobody wants Bono. But, but I mean, to be fair, like... No, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Although, you're Irish. Sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh god no that's not what I'm saying I'm saying is that if you pause long enough yeah, Bono will just appear in your music funny. library oh no that's good reference missed that on the first time round well done good great but to much. be fair turn of the century Radiohead is probably more expensive than you think it's going to be um, but yeah what well, the budget was what mm. eight, uh, nine nine million I think that's what it was I think for Memento it was much less it was closer to four million um, and it made something Worldwide. like forty now I I'm happy to debate those numbers. No, no, I need to double check that again. Um, Prestige was forty million, so it it hasn't got anywhere near the budget. But I think ninety. I reckon if it was four million, then three point nine million went on editing. Sorry, you're absolute. I have to correct myself. You're yeah. right. It's nine million was the budget. Yeah, so and it yeah, made 40, forty worldwide. Um, 
as a percentage yeah. wise, it's more it's more success successful than the Prestige. Prestige made 109 worldwide, so it only doubled its money. Um, well, doubled on a bit, but mm-hmm. it, it, again, level of difficulty on Memento. How I'm not even going to let you gush about the film because I do. I've come off as saying I don't like it, but I really, really <laughs> do. You you're editing a movie backwards. You've done it wrong. It is this is your second? This is your. No, first big, big feature film. And you know what? I'm not even going to let people have a taste of what Nolan can do. This is balls deep Nolan. You're getting the whole shaft. This is what I do with movies, and you're going to enjoy it. My. <laughs> My God. Um, all right, so that's that's where we're going. Okay, so no, no but, I mean, you're, you're dead right. It, it This is a film, it does not offer yeah, it any favours to the audience. It. It's... Uh, you're you're here for the ride. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It's it's not that it doesn't care because there is enough in it that you, like when you get to the when you get to the end of or the beginning, <laughs> but if you get to that. the end of the film, uh, exactly, it it does make sense. But in a kind of a brutal, there's no recap. There's no kind of you, you will see a lot in um, in TV shows or in films that flashback at the right moment where you know maybe things are in sepia tone and that crucial sentence at this bit when crucial bit of dialogue this that bit no one doesn't do that I think I would have appreciated do that. that looking back I might be a total dick and I just I, I was wrong I turned to Mel and I said I really would have liked the movie then played forward over 30 seconds really really sped up so then I can appreciate and pick up some more bits but that's why I'm not a filmmaker so I, I think I think he's right not to do that but whereas I want to go back and watch, re-watch The Prestige to catch up all of the little bits I can't be bothered re-watching Memento I don't think there's enough in there to hook me especially knowing that this guy is an absolute dick he's now just killing random people he is, he doesn't know he is. So yes. So well, well, no, no, he does know he is because he deletes. He deletes the crucial bits of evidence. He gets rid of them. He's like, it's fine. This is my life now. This is my journey. So he is on the one hand, he is the most innocent character, whereas on the other, yes, there is this. It, it, it's definitely a dark. It's giving, and the problem, the problem with his character. If he has a moment of darkness, that could just that could be it because he doesn't have a lot of time to come back on that, and that mm. I think is what you're referring to is that when he burns the Polaroids, that is his moment of darkness. But he knows what that will he does mean. and does it anyway. So and does it anyway. So there is, however, however, however that's just a fancy book. However, there is something that is both shown and not shown in the film. So this is jumping so the right to the end, okay? So so the well <laughs> yes. So there is the these the blank space on his skin. So just I'm I'm sure whoever's listening knows this, but in oh, a way that he keeps track is that he tattoos a yeah. lot of things onto his skin, but he has kept a blank space over his heart which is much later so the suggestion is going to be he's keeping that mm-hmm. for a special occasion you know there is a blink and you'll miss it scene at the end once you 
acknowledge, once you realize the fact that Sammy Jenkins, or J- Jankis, sorry, who is the character he's been calling back to for the whole film, this example yeah. of a poor man who cannot hold on to his... Memory? Uh, <laughs> autobiographical uh, with, with temporal or spatial Wait, context did you do memory. some research? Um, the fact that you couldn't remember um, that has a beautiful but, level of irony to it. Absolutely, yeah. There's another, actually there's a brilliant one which directly affects me. I'll come back to it in a second. But there is a moment where you see Sammy Jankis in oh, a mental man. institution and much like, much like Fight Club with yeah. the blink and you'll miss it scenes, somebody walks across and it's... Yep. Yeah. It's Leonard. I, and then you get a flash of Leonard in bed with his very much alive wife with yeah. I've done it tattooed over his heart, which means at some point along the way, that tattoo was removed. So that oh, has to have been a so bigger the tattoo thing decision. I totally missed. I did see the because it's not as fast as Fight Club, like the Fight Club, the Fight Club flash, which um, what is it? It's it's him, isn't it? It's Brett. Yeah, that's it. it's it's Tyler Durden at the uh, Edward oh, Norton. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, no, it is. He t- yeah. I was in a room on my own, and I did one of those things where you look around and go, "Did anyone? I'm on my own. Shit!" And then rewind it and freeze frame, <laughs> freeze frame, freeze frame. Good. I'm not clinically insane. I did see that happen. This is a bit. It's a bit longer. You can definitely see that it's Leonard, um, but I totally missed the tattoo thing. That was. I know. In fact, it's it's deliberately obscure because. It's revealed in... There's quite a... It's heavy in what is revealed toward the end of the film where you realise that... Well, you should have been aware of the fact that Leonard was an unreliable narrator because of the fact that he has no memory. But he is an even more unreliable narrator because you discover the lies. And there are no... Yeah, there are no good characters in this film. absolutely not. So even the lady... um... I forgot her name. Yeah, thingy from Daredevil. Natalie? Is that uh, Car- Carrie Moss? Yeah, she's in the Daredevil thing on on Netflix. Oh. She's the matriarch woman. Yes, I sorry. Yes, maybe yeah. she is the only redeeming character in this. Nope. You manipulative woman. That's the, one of the meanest things yeah. ever put to film. It And it, and it is because... Do you know what? Sorry, it you just, just nailed mean-spirited. it. It's mean. Yeah. It's not evil. You know, even though yes, people people die, but it's it's not about that. It's not evil. They are, none of these characters are are evil, but there is a malevolence. So there. if you haven't, so if you haven't um, pulled a Sean before this episode and crammed it, what we're talking about is is she kind of toward? I'm not even going to try and say when in the film it is towards more the beginning of the narrative, but the towards the end of the film, the whole reason that he's kind of on this trek to kill the person he killed is because he thinks this guy beat up her but actually she goaded him Mm. and just berated him until he punched her and then she leaves comes back knowing that knowing that he will have forgotten that she punched her and then blames it on the boyfriend or then not the boyfriend the drug dealer and that's just it's mean it's mean it's clinically excellent genius as in you know because because he can't, in any way, he can't know that she's lying. And you see it just as she walks in, before she starts to goad him, she's removing yeah, pens, absolutely. she's removing markers. So she knows what she's about to do because he can't write a note to himself. Tweaking and putting this together. And it, it, it's genius and mean in equal measure. 
And what I, when you get to that point, that's when you start getting the pieces together of his friend, creepy man that looks like he does things at night that he shouldn't. He's not wrong. Poor Joe. He's not wrong. Joe Pantoliano. Like, like, don't trust her. He's absolutely he's spot on. Like you are, you're key. Well, deliberately keyed in because the first scene is him getting killed. It sets you up. Like we trust mm. directors far, far too much. And what Nolan teaches us is, don't trust me. You know that he's the bad guy. So anything he says there is tainted. Well, actually, Nolan. Uh, release a statement was interviewed after the film came out that he was surprised at how many people at the um, the so it two I won't say the end of it two hours into the movie um, and Teddy basically reveals what he's been using Leonard to do that and that somebody audience yeah, just thought he was lying absolutely. again because but because Joe Pantoliano has played so many villains in his career. Nobody That's, thought he could be telling the truth at any point, even though he is absolutely telling the truth at this point in yeah. the film because he knows he can get away with it. Yeah. So Nolan said it was an absolutely. unexpected, but a welcome. I think it's one of those things where surprise. you could yeah. you could analyze and edit your own. So I, 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 for uni, I wrote a screenplay that's got a, a twist in it, but I read it so many times I thought this is pants, and I almost shredded it. Gave it to somebody as a fresh pair of eyes, and they're like, "Nope, didn't get that until you spelled it out at the end." So, yeah, I can imagine he's just like, well, no, I didn't... Yeah, I, I thought you'd all guess it, to be honest. I, I, I think of all of the reveals, I, I like the fact that the reveal is that it was Teddy on the phone yeah. the whole time. And I like that. I like that. It, it makes perfect sense. Once, once, once it's revealed it to him, it's like... Because how would he is. know to be where he needs to be but, as well? Um, yeah. oh, there's so many moments like that. Every time that he realises, I shouldn't be on the phone. Don't talk to this person. Forgets about it. Picks up the phone. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 um, a couple of funny, a couple of funny things. Uh, so the uh, towards the the two hour mark, uh, when Leonard goes to, you know, do what he does yeah. to Jimmy G, um, he uh, so behind the scenes, um, Jimmy G's. Uh, uh, I think it was. Uh, no, I'd, I've I've lost the note now. So the guy who plays Jimmy G anyway says, "No, look, let's let's make this look real. You know, yeah. just if you want to hit me, hit me." Guy Pierce is <laughs> a former bodybuilder, and actually he lost a lot of weight to do this film. He was about 104 kilos of muscle. If anyone, I'm I'm not sure if anyone listening to this film, but if anyone's seen Priscilla Queen of the Desert, which is an earlier Guy Pierce film, I mean he plays a dry queen, but in built. that he is yeah, built. Yeah. Absolutely he's built. A bit of a unit. And in this, absolutely, he is still like you can still very much see that muscle tone. But he, you know, dropped. I think it was something like, uh, I want to say twenty a kilos. Lot. He dropped a significant yeah. amount of weight to play this part. But he was still very, very strong. So I think it was Larry Holden. Sorry, the poor man was like, "Yes, go on, wail on me," and he was <laughs> battered by the end of that genuinely. scene. Genuinely, absolutely genuinely battered because I. They were obviously they were in it. They were filming it, and Guy Pearce was just doing doing what he does. And the poor man, yeah, he was like, "All right, so if you're ever filming with Guy Pearce again, <laughs> don't, don't do that. tell him to do." You cue in the stunt double ASAP. Yeah. I was like, "No, beat up this guy. I like my face." Yeah, you're gonna have a hard time picking up your teeth with broken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so earlier on, I said that the that Memento is a deeper film than The Prestige, and what I mean 
by that specifically is how true to a realistic portrayal this this is because there this there is no element of sci-fi of fantasy in this this is a hard fact film now it's a thriller so it's a crime uh not that all thrillers are crimes but you know what i mean but many 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 professionals um have said that this is one of the most accurate portrayals of uh and anterograde uh, amnesia that has ever been committed to film because it's so frustrating watching him forget when you know you're nearly screaming at the scene as she walks out and she gets yeah. into the car and she's there just she takes a second does her hair and stands up and walks back in again and we're watching it all happen so you think how could i not remember it, but he can't and it's that's the so problem. frustrating because um did you pick up on it when she started berating him did you get that that was her angle and that's what she was going for yeah. I, and it makes her immediately it, and it just it I was like, I know what you're going to do here. And you're just... Because we have the benefit of knowing the next scene. So I was jumping ahead thinking, hang on a minute. The next thing that he does is he tries to find a pen. And then I thought, oh, you're going to you're gonna fuck with him so hard, aren't you? But I love that they put the research into it. Because mental health... Um, I, this absolutely class... It has a more physical element, but it counts as... A, it is a mental health thing. Um, mm. It is done so wrong in so many films. Purely because you follow the stereotype instead of the science. I, yes, I, I'm i sure uh, this podcast will go on long enough that we will address films that are like that. They, There's some that start out from a good place and they end up making mistakes and there's some Don't that's just like, oh, yeah. we just need a trope, you know? Um, this, uh, the Stammy, the, the, stam, the story of Sammy, which I abbreviated <laughs> yeah, to the, the Stammy. Give me the Stammy. Uh, the Stammy. Uh, so it's, it's quite sad once you know obviously that Leonard is Sammy mm. because they're both quite they are the same person but if you take them as two separate right they're both quite innocent they're both quite nice and you know they just did their job but to prove that it was a psychological issue so physically you know this this version of Leonard believes that no they should be able to generate new memories there is no physical reason why he can't generate new new memories and that for me represents the anger and frustration that leonard feels at himself for this condition that he has no control over and that being a running theme throughout the film i feel is his way of rebelling against the decision that he made to forget yeah, it's a the the sammy I mean, very well put. That is, that is spot on. Um, it's a coping mechanism, isn't it? It's how do you mm. rationalise this thing that is more simple than breathing? Because I can consciously stop breathing. I can't consciously switch my memories off. It is, it's something that should just happen. Um, and you've, you've lost control of it. Um, and it's, it's great how often he refers to Sammy and saying, yeah, Sammy's system didn't work and it, and it broke him and it broke his wife. My system works. That takes on a whole new meaning when it's the system pre his wife dying and then his wife dying is, I now need a airtight, airtight system. However, I'm going to choose to forget that I killed my own wife. <laughs> um, you, you feel a lot of sympathy for... Um, let's say the two wives you know Sammy's wife and Leonard's wife of course are the same wife but you feel a lot of sympathy because she is so broken by watching this 
she knows it's not his fault but by watching this man who she trusts completely kill her because he can't control what he's doing and it's heartbreaking it's it's the dark side of beautiful is that she knows he will do anything for her but to prove that he is telling the truth she has to get him to kill her she can't live with it literally she can't if if he's lying she can't live with it however she only lives with it if he's telling the truth it is an absolutely beautiful bit of filmmaking um excellently acted by her as well because the the Mm. sadness in her eyes when he's going to keep doing it this is real and i think there's almost a bit of guilt in there where oh well i didn't trust my own husband and maybe that's it maybe i didn't trust him therefore i deserve to die so either way this is going to give me the answer that i need but it's it's excellent casting of sammy jeng 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 you keep leroy jenkins it's Oh, I know. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Stephen uh, Tobolowski. Brilliant, because uh, you just want to give him a cuddle. He's so he's, sad yeah. when he's in the nursing home, and it's it's almost like he has a five second memory there. It's like a a, a cat, or not a cat, a little puppy. That's like, is that my owner? Is that my owner? And that is crushing because yes. I imagine that he's waiting for a visitor, or he's waiting for his wife to turn up at that point. Um, and and she ain't gonna. So is that chronologically? Where does that happen? Him being in the, the so that would in the home. So that happens before. So before any of the really before any of the story, because even from where the uh, the two hour mark, if you mark that as the beginning of his descent towards murder and, and and that, that is still after that but we still i don't think it's defined of how long a time like how does he get out of the institution for example i kind of Um, almost want that to be the end so at at some point he's caught by the police for killing somebody but can't stand trial so he ends up in a home i i would i wouldn't be sad if that was the ending because i think it would be the best place for him yeah to have just forgotten he's not allowed a pen He's not allowed a, a camera or anything for obvious reasons. It's just, oh man, it's sad, but it's just a six-minute cycle of innocence. Yes, it, it, it is. I think that, so. The, the character of Leonard drew inspiration from it. Was it wasn't directly inspired by, but drew inspiration from. There was a, a book released in '85 by a prominent psychologist, Dr. Oliver Sacks. You're dropping names a today. It's just like Captain Research. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, but I I think it's it's interesting because well it's very interesting because this this book it was a collection of case studies right so this this guy had worked with many patients and this was called the man who mistook his wife for a hat is the name I know of the this book, book if anyone wants yes. to go and read it yes yeah so the story the lost mariner possibly the last mariner I'm struggling <laughs> to read my own writing I mean. Jesus man revolves... you've gone through ten bottles of wine in in fifty seven minutes I'm surprised you're still sitting I'm. I'm bloody proud of myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm floating somewhere off the... yeah. But um, the main character in that story is Jimmy G. Oh, right. Fair enough. Who suffers from this exact anterograde... Uh, an- I'm still not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, but anterograde... Anti-distinctly mint... Oh, oh, do you know what it is? It's, it's the opposite of retrograde. So it's 
and to retrograde yeah, that makes amnesia. Sense. There we go. That, that should help. It's um, fine. English is your second language. It's okay. It, it absolutely is. He, however, suffers it. And I thought this was very, very interesting, particularly because Leonard is such a sympathetic character where his condition is not his fault. The inspiration is this character, Jimmy G, who is, of course, the mm. villain in Memento, who suffered from something called Korsakov's syndrome, which is what caused his amnesia. I'm not going to try again. Korsakov's syndrome is brought on by a thiamine deficiency caused by prolonged use of alcohol. Right. So there is there is a judgment yeah. in that. So the villain of Memento, even though, say, the condition was put on the hero, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's sad because somebody was a drunk and therefore they have forgotten their who they are they can't make new memories and the fact that that was the inspiration i think it's sort of i think jimmy g and leonard are the same character split in two now there is a man who attacked and raped his wife and you know who happened to be john g Uh, but i think jimmy g and Mm. leonard are the same man who are constantly at And war. Nolan's got form for that. Even in the the other film we've talked about today, he loves he loves the psyche. He loves splitting it into and every single one of his films is a character study. And especially when he's got people, he's got antagonists, he doesn't do the super bad guy and the super good guy. He does the same person opposite ends of the spectrum. What if they one turned this way, one turned that way? And that's it just makes for good movies. It, it does, and the the last thing, I, I'm still gushing about it, but the last thing I'll say, the, the reason I still find Leonard to be a sympathetic character, even though we know he's deliberately made the decision to not remember, he is also an abuse victim fighting back against his abusers because Teddy is not a good person. Teddy has been using him effectively yeah, as a hitman. absolutely. Because they, they took care... John G. was a nobody. He was, you know, a, a punk on the street who got into his house one day and did a horrible thing, and they got rid of him very early. And then Teddy saw, I have got a fantastic resource yeah, I'm here. I'm going to abuse it. And ironically, Natalie, who is not a good person, she is the one who at least gets him to take care of Teddy, who at least breaks yeah, that cycle absolutely. of abuse. I mean, it's it, it's for selfish reasons, but you kind of want you you want to see some good in her as well, because um, she's a victim of abuse. Yeah. She's in a in a horrible situation, um, completely. The one thing that is, yeah, the one thing that is true on the back of a on her Polaroid, it says she will help you because I think she understands you or she's been yes, in the same position. Um, oh, and damn it. She, she's lost somebody as well. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, and and that's true. Many of the notes are not to be believed, are unreliable, but that's actually true. But oh man, it is. So first of all, I'd like to say thank you for one of the uh, one of the positive points you had against Prestige was that Memento was more original, and you well, you just said this is based on a book as well. So thanks for giving me a point back. (laughs) No problem at all. That's that's. I've got a couple of wrap up things. So I I got very frustrated. I hadn't seen this film in about 15 years as well, but I got very frustrated watching it because of how disjointed it is and how I'm constantly thinking about the previous scene because it comes after this scene. But as I got about halfway through the film, I was like, that is deliberate. 
you're in the same boat, more than any other film, you're in the same boat as Leonard. You don't know how I'm conscious or I'm here as I'm like just running through the street. But how did I how did I get here? Same boat as the as the viewer. Um, we've got a little bit more information, but we're still trying to piece together what's going on. And the, the best scene that does that is when, right, I'm chasing that guy. Oh, shit, no, he's chasing me. About turn, go. And like, you're oh, yes, delicately pe- putting the pieces together. Um, so I can't even criticise it for being frustrating to watch because I think that's that's a mechanism to get you to feel for Leonard. And again, after I've watched it ten times, I might appreciate it more. But... It, uh, why why does it beat the prestige for me I, I, I can only answer for myself I feel it is a better written film I feel it's it's reveals are more poignant than the prestige uh, visually I, I prefer the prestige I, I think it is uh, I think the prestige is an example of Nolan who has really hit a yeah. stride who knows how to create um, amazing set pieces but the thing is with Memento you don't need those set pieces this is a small story about a very small cast of characters you have a motel you have an old abandoned warehouse you have you know a couple of bathrooms and a bar that's all mm-hmm. you need to tell this story and oh, yeah I did, I've just I've read so I've read one of my notes that I really it, it hit me because I think he talks about how about moving on and stuff and it time heals all wounds but how can it when you've got no concept of time how how can he move on when as soon as he wakes up he he's expecting his wife to be there but she's gone and then you relive it so how can he possibly move on the only way he he couldn't live with the fact that he did it man it, and it oh man it's I, you know, I think if I watched it ten times, I think I'd be bored. I don't think there's enough I, to hook I, you every you time. Know, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I I think it's as I said, the last time I watched this was fourteen years ago, so it it had as Absolutely. much of a punch yeah. for me today as it did then. But that's obviously quite a gap. It's been less of a gap since I've watched The Prestige. Um, may, maybe. Oh, it's still a few, maybe five, five or six years since I've watched The Prestige. Um, you know what? I, Memento is a better book. Prestige is a better movie. If you're reading it, I think Memento is an excellent book. But I just, it. I'm not gonna. So I'm, I'm, I'll come back to pizza movies. That is by no means a definition of what makes a better movie. But I feel like I've got to be in a headspace for Memento. I'm going to be. That's not a bad thing. You can concentrate on a movie. But if I want to be entertained. It's it's prestige, but then what are we arguing? Are we arguing what's more entertaining or what's a better movie? I, I still think the prestige wins. Well, that's well, that's you know what that that's an excellent question because last week we we went with now this is listen to the episode. This is not the only thing we did, but we ended up picking the Dark Knight because for nearly that exact reason is that you have to really sit down and decide to watch Inception. Whereas you can more or less put the Dark Knight on. There's many other reasons yeah. why the Dark Knight won. Just to not summarize <laughs> two hours in one sentence. Oh, some people may wish we had summarized two hours into one sentence. Thank you to all of those people who have come back. I, I mean that. I think. You know, I don't. I I don't disagree with you. It is. This is going to sound like such a backwards compliment. The Prestige is an easier film I, to I watch. I agree. No, I do agree. I think you. 
And I don't. I think we're even underestimated. Man, this is like. If you compared anybody's films, it's because Nolan is Nolan. It's because he makes such a complicated film. We're almost saying that Prestige is dumb. And it's not. It is layered. It is complicated. <laughs> it, but compared to Memento, yeah, it's a bit more. It, it has a bit more of a beginning, middle, and an end. You just stick some diary scenes in there, which which are slightly out of sequence. Yeah, it, it's more yeah, accessible. It's definitely more accessible. But yeah, I just think visually it's got more going for it. The score is fantastic. Both cards are casts mm-hmm. are excellent, but I think Prestige has got the better cast. Um, I just there's more I, that grips me. Yeah. There's more performances that I want to watch, and I can't get away from the dated thing. I think Memento, Guy Pierce's blonde hair—that is the ninetieth thing in in the world. In the world, I, 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 I again. I mean, sorry, it is. It is absolutely the ninetieth thing in the world. But when we uh, say expand uh, this this series and we start to take in movies from like eighties or nineties, we're, we're we're lucky in a way that most of Nolan's films have sort of happened that are either period pieces like The Prestige or have more or less happened from about two thousand and five to present. Yeah, Memento was sort of the outlier. <clears throat> I think is the only other fact- one where we're going to have that issue as well. Oh, that's yeah. You're 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 dead, boy. I think I remember, and I don't know how deliberate a decision this was, but when we were initially talking about doing a Nolan series, I think there was talk of putting Insomnia and Memento together, <laughs> yeah, which was. <laughs> and I think now we might not have made the conscious decision, but that's I think that's it, what, what because, that was it, about. Because I put them in the same bucket because it is it's uh, a, and I think that probably would have been a discussion that goes on for four hours. Um, yeah. Hmm. So where are we landing here? We've got to come to a decision. We've got to. So this is this is going to be tough. All right, so let's each... Okay, so let's make our case. I mean, the problem here is we are both judge, we are both the lawyers, we are both the jury. This is exactly why the legal system isn't set up like this. This is this is true. We, we have equal power to each other, um, except that only one of us has the login details to post this episode. And so uh, Twitter is a powerful... No, crap, <laughs> you've got those as well, damn it. Ah, oh, <laughs> um, Cool. I. <sighs> why? Why isn't it? I, prestige? I. Why isn't it? Okay. All right. Okay. So why isn't it the prestige? So I've I've said my my positives about it. It is in no way a bad film. Why isn't it? Is that it? It's a little more. I don't think it's ever been described this way. It's a little more conventional. It's a little more Hollywood. Agreed. It's. Um. While it's got fantastic acting, no no argument from me there, the larger cast dilutes it a little bit. Uh, now, that could be said of any film with a large cast, so that, that in itself is not a negative. But for this story, which is the story of Angier and Borden, and they are the two important mm-hmm. ones, I feel that the, you know, the sort of ever-expanding cast, it... You know, it takes attention away from where the story should be. I feel that Sarah is absolutely necessary, Rebecca yep. Hall's character, um, because it shows the cost of living with Borden and Fallon. And Cutter is essential. Obviously, Tesla's yeah, essential, yeah. but for a different reason. Um, and Cutter is essential. Everyone outside that is sort of set dressing. It is definitely, and um, it, especially you've got data it, from Star Trek. You got Data's granddad that turns up, and Moriarty. So you got two Star Trek extras that turn up happily. 
Yes, of course. But they aren't yes, very sorry. Much well, yeah, well, you're right. They, they are, and I feel that this obviously this this came at a time that was after Batman Begins, and because Batman Begins basically changed cinema. Now we'll get to that Ooh, when we get yeah, to the Batman Begins episode. Um, I feel that. Oh God, I feel horrible saying this. This was an example of a very well-made film. Please don't kill me. This was Nolan's imagination going past his reach. Whereas Memento is as concise, as tight, as absolutely all of the doors are closed and opened. Perfect film. That is not to say that Nolan is not capable of doing what he set out to do with the prestige. He's saying it... I'm saying, I'm saying, Inception stuck the landing. Prestige was somewhat of the proving oh, ground. Oh no, I think it. I think. Well, we know how I, how I feel about Inception's ending, but no, I, I, I think, I think Prestige does the ending better. Um, we're fine to disagree. That's all right. I mean, you have every, you have every Absolute, right to yep. be wrong, like anybody else. Um. <laughs> Absolutely fine. No problem so, at all. Listen. Matt, all right, so. Brand, so why is it not new, Memento? Well, sidebar, brand new person, <laughs> who's brand new person, or children as we call them. Sorry, so somebody that <laughs> has never seen Nolan, not done it before. You have to choose between the Prestige and Memento. Which one do you show them first? Memento. How, you son of a bitch. You don't mean that. And I, no, no I, I, no, I tell you why, and I do mean that because do you want to show them just a good film? Or do you want to show them, here's what Christopher so Nolan a man, can do? The, a, man, a man or woman, whoever, isn't super into cinema. Kind of just wants to... Likes the Transformers movies. I'm not... Oh, man, I come off as a snob, but I'm not wrong. You, I think you might have talked yourself yeah. into a corner there. So, sorry, you, you want to say, what's a good popcorn movie for two uh, hours to throw on for someone who doesn't but, like movies? Oh! there's enough in there... To, to expand their brains and just like you're going to really enjoy this and there's going to be some turns and twists and stuff that is going to make you think a bit more Memento is going to put them off great film but it's going to put them off you're not going to follow it you're going to switch what? off after about 30 seconds only if you're doing something you know, remember when Memento came out 2000 right so we are all conditioned now although we obviously we don't do this in the cinema but we are conditioned to be now living in a world where there is always 900 things going on at all times, which we sort of existed in in 2006. Not as much, mm. but we sort of did. And so you get your light shows and you get your, you know, not explained to you, because I do think Prestige is very well written, but you get your big Tesseracts. It's all that. Memento Tesla gives you none Tesseract. of that because... Thanos <laughs> just I, turns I, I up was and like, yoink, get... this is mine. <laughs> Joe, I can't wait. I can't wait till you listen back and you listen to yourself saying that at the start of the episode oh, is where I got it from. No, anyway. I did not. Did I say that? In... You absolutely did, and we can't did cut any of this now because it's established. Tesla coil. Uh, you said the tesseract looked different in real life. Oh, that's that's what you were saying. Thank you for making notes. Uh, <laughs> you're absolutely welcome. Well, but the memento is. I have you for two hours. You are going to pay attention, and I think if if you are there watching a film, popcorn or no. It makes sense. No, it, uh... But if you go outside, if you break your concentration of anything, I feel 
it was it was made to not pander to any audience. There is elements of the prestige, and I, I I'm I'm nit, I am seriously yeah, nitpicking, okay. But there's elements of the prestige that are pandering, that are saying, this is not just for the grown-ups. This is also for the kids in the back who want to see a light show. What, what, what's wrong with that? And that's that's me being really that's me. Cinema. There's nothing that's wrong with it. But it's there's not a thing wrong with it. But if you're asking me which is the better film, and for me, film and story are very much tied together, it's Memento for me. I'm 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 holding on to an argument that I don't necessarily. It's not a bad thing if Memento wins, and but the problem you're not yeah. wrong. Like, Prestige is brilliant. I didn't think that this would be the one that we debated the most. I thought we'd get more hung up on The Dark Knight. And that's, that's why I love this concept. Um, because you can't predict what's going I would have bet 10 bob that you would have said The Prestige and this would have been a walk in the park. Um, it's... You know what's holding me back is when I picture... You're absolutely right. So Prestige, in my head, is a puddle. Memento, 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 it's Memento, mate. Come on. Moment. Good old Memento. Memento yeah. is a laser. That is, it is focused. It is a story. However, it's so frigging dated. It does, I don't think it's aged well. I think it looks, I think it looks old. And I know that it's, I kind of stick it in the same bucket as Fight Club. Fight Club is 90s as hell. Mm. It is. And you're, you're, you're dead right. Uh, I think, but in a way, are they not both period pieces? But just because Memento was made in the period it's set, yeah. But there's nothing. Does that make it any better or worse? 90s about it, other than you would just stick your phone on record, wouldn't you? Um, like you couldn't remake Memento today, or you could, but I mean, not there's least. a challenge. That's actually that's an ex- that is an excellent point because now we we are yeah. surrounded by surveillance technology, which is for a conspiracy podcast down the way. <laughs> But you you always have access to yeah, you something. Do. You could, there are, in fact, I would love to see Memento remade now, with taking that into account. Um, you wouldn't, maybe you would need tattoos because the phone could be fixed as well. the 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 footage could be altered, um, or you just see snippets of a film. You don't see everything that you need. Um, oh man! No, oh, screw I it, Memento. I'm not. You've, Genuine, you've convinced me. Um, I hate it. I, I am so stubborn with so many things. However, I'm not going to be stubborn for the sake of being stubborn. I think you're right. I think it is. It is a more succinct story, and I, it has to be because if you make it complicated, the format doesn't work. And I think Prestige is a playground for Nolan. But it's a. I will still prefer to watch the Prestige. There is, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. I, f- I feel like I'm giving you a hug. No, I'm, I'm delighted that I have won in vertical. I feel bad winning, but no, I'm delighted that we got it. But only because I feel so strongly that with Memento, he absolutely knocked it out of the park. With Prestige, he, he certainly hit a home run. I mean, there is no arguing on earth that Prestige is a bad film. It's almost and like Band Aid, isn't it? So. It's individually these people have got they've got awesome songs and their deep cuts are going to be better. This is the group up. This amazing cast with an incredible story. It's bam, but it's not super original. It's something you stick on in. in oh man, I hate it. The Prestige should win, and my, 
Michael Treklad, if you're listening, I'm really, really sorry because I think you he would probably say Prestige is his number one. Probably closely followed by Inception. So <laughs> There we go. So I I I love two things. One is that I love that we have the conversation. <laughs> I don't love the fact that uh, Treklad is never going to speak yep, to me again. Uh, but oh, you know what, man, that's fair. Okay. That it, that you, no, you're right. Memento Memento is it's tighter. And I think it's because he, yeah, he he wasn't on a massive budget. It you can imagine he's got this story. He's gonna, this is how it's gonna be put together. And that what I keep coming back to is that gut punch scene of um, your man um, Sammy in the in the care home. Just it's beautifully yeah. acted and directed. It's it is delicate and it's also a it punches you when you need a punch as well. <sighs> I hate you so much. Well, right, and I I absolutely understand that. But what I will say is that Ian, good, yeah, good well game. played, well good played. Um, and you know uh, what? Fine. Well, I mean, it's it's like saying, do you want spaghetti bolognese tonight or do you want a pizza? Honestly, I'm happy with either of them. They're they're both solid choices. So memento goes through. Memento goes through. So okay, so where we have now so far into the next round, we have the Dark Knight. And we have Memento have gone through. So that leaves us with, um, we have next week, I think we're covering, is it Batman Begins Correct. versus Insomnia? Okay, so I think that will be an interesting one because there's totally different. Yeah, totally different, obviously. And I don't think either of them have a hope in hell of progressing any further than the next round. But it's still, it's a good discussion to have. Um, and then, yeah, after that, we've got um, Dunkirk versus whatever's left interstellar and that i cannot wait for i that's yeah that's that's gonna be a beast of an episode yeah, I so think. whereas i respect the films that we've talking about as great pieces of cinema and really really cool films i really 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 like interstellar and dunkirk the different it, it's almost i like them more because they're lesser nolan films in inverted commas but, I know yeah, what you mean. I love them. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Okay, well, to be honest, we're not going to get to that episode because um, I'm fed up of losing. So thank you for listening to the <laughs> second and final episode of um, An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. Um, however, if you did like our very short run and enjoy the arguments, there's plenty of places you can find us. Um, we have just set up... Actually, no, we will have set this up last week. I'm talking in the past. We have slipped into Memento. Um, you'll... You'll you find hey, us hey. on Twitter at an Englishman and an Irishman. You find us on YouTube where we're going to post. At the minute, we're going to post the audio, um, and then eh, we're probably going to edit something together so it's nice to watch. But if YouTube is your thing of choice, you can stick it on in the background. Um, you've already found us on Anchor, but we're there. Um, and where else are we? <laughs> we're going to be. We're on Instagram. We're. We are on Instagram and we're on Facebook as well. Um, an Englishman and an Irishman, if you write in English Irish GTM, you'll probably w- will turn up on most of those yeah, socials. In fact, the handle well. on Twitter is English Irish GTM. Um, I know we're missing out a T, but GTTM, this name, we're sticking with it, but it's bloody long. Um, but yeah, you, you'll find us. It it's is. all good. Um, thank you, Sean. I hate you. Thank no, you very much, Ian. Don't that's, thank that, me. That's, that's all right. It's what my mum I mean, says to me every day. And she's right, absolutely. I'm going to have a phone call with her now and say yeah. she raised her son horribly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks. Stop waving. I shall.